When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is a podcast about soggy bottoms and good bakes. On your mark. Get set. Bake. Bake. (laughs) We're never going to get it together. (laughs) Well, it's bread week. And I also want to call it the week that Kevin gets saved. (laughs) (laughs) This is also like, did they bake a single bread? I just feel like it was a total free week, it like really, just for free. It was. It was like it was a practice week for everybody. Flower because week. we're also missing two bakers who are sick, which I've never seen in the history they had of to the have show. Had COVID, right? They had to have had yeah. COVID. They just didn't want to say it. I know the opening also not a hit. Roger crust Noel's like <laughs> two foot tall loaf of bread that was wearing a scarf. <laughs> his jeans were real tight, and I did today. like his sweater with the stars. <laughs> I love his sweater, and Scott was like, "Are his jeans too tight?" And I was like. Not for Noel, but they're real tight. He is embracing skinny jeans until he dies. He is not entering into the wide leg pant trend with the rest of us. I don't know why. Maybe it was this outfit, but I just so fell in love with him even more this episode. I just like really come around to him. I just, if I was in, if I like walked into a room and he was there, I would probably melt into a puddle of like fan, (laughs) fandom, just because I love him so much. The funny thing is, like, I think. Like when he first took over as the host, I was like, who is this guy? But I think he's really come into it and I really come mm-hmm. around to him. And mm-hmm. I also think that he is shocked by his own famousness. Like if you were <laughs> yeah. like impressed by him as a celebrity, he'd be like, who? Who's here? You're right. Like, it's you, no. The intro, tensions are high. You know, they like do all those kind of cutaways at the very beginning. Right. Tensions well, of are course, very they high. have to create the drama. I love, but I love that their flavor of drama is like people it's like dropping a steamy oven, yeah. Right, <laughs> we're forgetting to turn the oven on. Like that's that's the kind of stress we need in it our really life. <laughs> and then Carol says she has her like her lucky big pants on. Well, doesn't pants in that scenario mean underwear? And she says she has her apple catchers. Like what? Is, what could that possibly mean? I don't know. She had my lucky big pants on. My apple catchers. I'm like a uh, what? No, it lost on me, but I love it. Please anyway. explain. Yeah, and Rebs and Abdul are out this week because they are sick. So that just raises a lot of questions, and we'll see how that pans out at the end. The signature challenge is two sharing-sized pizzas. By the way, guys, I don't know if you've noticed this, Joy. Maybe you haven't even noticed it. I've noticed it. I feel like my S's have been very, like, Oh, they're always like that. lately. But I, I maybe oh. I'm just, like, I'm trying to – I'm, like, really trying – it's, like, been getting to me. Two sharing-sized pizzas. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't know how else to hit my s's. So I'm sorry that they're like that. I don't sharing know why. size. It has like I'll a just... thing. I'm gonna put my finger here. It's sharing sized pizzas. <laughs> Prue says, "Seems simple, doesn't it?" <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, they have two hours. First of all, is this a, is pizza crust a bread? I mean, in the sense that it has to rise, I guess. But are, so it really feels like every 
challenge this week, their only litmus test for is this a bread was, does it have to rise? So I think we can get into a whole discussion about like what is a bread. And I mean, pizza crust of all the things they made this week, the closest thing to bread. Right. Well, I feel like they also, I wonder if they had, if they like changed the challenges just to be a little, maybe not because everyone, well, we'll get to that. Everyone loves bread week. And I just don't understand why mm -hmm. like a loaf of bread was not to be seen, but you know, whatever. Okay. Except in the opening. Right. Noel's bread man. It was the only loaf of bread. <laughs> They're Speaking looking... one with eyeballs. Yeah, okay. They're looking for strong flavors, but not too many of them. They want it golden brown on the outside, punching with flavor, says Paul. Two pizzas that are ideally identical. So here we go. James, he's going for a fancy twist on the old ham and pineapple. Are you? Do you have strong opinions about pineapple on pizza? We've talked about this before, I believe, but I don't have a strong on one of our millions of podcasts. But I, I don't have a strong feeling, yay or nay. I'll eat it; it's great. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put a flag in the sand and be like, absolutely not. Yeah, I know people. I don't understand the controversy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's it's not my favorite, but it's fine. But I mean, you're also very strong about the mint thing, so I feel like you could also be very strong. Someone could be very strong about the pineapple thing. Yeah, I just don't have that strong of a feeling towards it. Coffee delivery. Coffee delivery. In case you guys are wondering, we record this at seven in the morning to get it out as soon as possible. My alarm going off at 6.50. So it's a little, you know, I'm not a morning person. James, you guys are lucky. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> James is making pancetta and pineapple with mushrooms. His dough is a mix of bread flour and spelt flour, which surprises Paul. His dough, his first attempt at dough doesn't rise. He tries to make another one. In the end, the Paul says, the Paul. Paul says, the shape. Ooh, I like that. The Paul, though. Like the Dave Castro. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. The yeah. shape is awful. TDC. But the texture and crumb worked out, and they like the outcome. But it could have, Paul says it could have used a little more sauce. So he does okay. There's like a couple notes, but they're not major. He does better than it seems that he's going to do, given that his dough really doesn't rise. As they're walking around also, Paul is judging their kneading technique and everyone's getting real self-conscious, which fair. Maxi is making a sweet rosemary and lamb pizza. Her dough is really thick. They're like, this is American style, which again begs the question. Every time they bring that up in this pack, in this show, I'm like, do we have these things that we just really take for granted and don't realize that they're American style? Yeah. Yeah. It's really do. funny. Uh, but they love the flavor. Shabira. Her dough takes a couple tries to get right. She's using like a mix of a sourdough starter with yeast and she tries to use beetroot juice. There it is again. Beetroot juice, it doesn't work. And I'm like, girl, did you practice this? Like, how is this not working to that degree? It's one thing for it mm -hmm. to like, oh, it's not rising as much as it normally does. But if it just straight up not be working, she abandons the beetroot juice and just goes for a regular dough. Her pizza is a spicy Malaysian prawn sambal pizza with chili. The chili is too strong, but they really like the structure of the dough. So it works out. Kevin, sweet chili jam and balsamic glaze with halloumi and figs. I love figs on a pizza. I do too. Mm -hmm. I think it's there's a place in Denver called Hops and Pies and they always make a pizza like that and it's delicious. I love figs as a whole in general. Like they're same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dig. I dig, dig a fig. I dig a fig. <laughs> I have to dig it. Oh, no. Um, the dough is floppy, but they love the flavors. Don is- Wasn't his a little too sweet, though, with his yeah, balsamic? But they, I didn't- I was like, yeah, I'd take it. I'd yeah, still they, eat it. Here's, I mean, here's the thing. I would like- I have a lot of ideas, but yeah, here's the thing. I would love to have the Paul Hollywood and Prue judge, and then just regular people like you and I, I would just love us to be- We'd be like- Plopped in there. that's delicious. Podcasting. Yeah, we could just live, live podcast and then we could taste it and be like, this is our opinion. This was actually fine. 
normal people opinion. Right. Like just, how we should have some like a normal athlete in the Olympics. Just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, Don is making a Tex-Mex pizza, which is I wonder hilarious. what they think about Tex-Mex. I, that was my, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to have steak and chili. So beans. So is chili considered Tex-Mex? <laughs> I, can I just say that I just, my heart really hurts for Dawn right now. I just love her so much. She had I a rough just, week. Yes. Um, she's going to put sour cream and guacamole on top. So there's just a lot going on here. Taco Paul, Bell, yeah. basically. It is, but like with chili, like beef chili, like a like a bowl of chili. Is that Tex-Mex or is it just this Tex? We may never know. Well, we know, but they may never we, know. Right. Paul says her dough needed more water. This, however, is where like Paul's real dough expertise comes in because he can take a bite out of pizza and be like, that needed more water. Right. He can like watch me kneading dough and be like, that's not the recipe you're telling me it is. There's not enough water. Like he yeah. is so tuned in with dough that it is – they call him the priest of yeast when they're introducing the technical and they're not wrong. <laughs> priest of yeast. I love it so much. <laughs> um, also, Don's is surprisingly bland. So she does not do great. Sandro is making – Sandro, we come to find in this episode, in case there was any doubt, is on the carnivore diet effectively. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everything he makes has multiple types of beef in it. Barbecue pineapple pizza with Texas smoky, smoky barbecue sauce and chorizo, camembert, and honey. It looks inviting, they say. Oh, it's also shaped like a heart. So also, Sandro maybe works for Hallmark. Like everything he makes is like a rose or a <laughs> he's, heart. Yeah, he's yeah. so cute. He's very Is like, he the one that did the potted plants at the beginning? Uh-huh. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's just the best. It's really messy, but it has really great flavor. There's a lot going on, but they like it because the flavors stay, stay separate. Carol, inspired by the French dish tartiflette. Are you familiar with that? Mm-mm. It's basically a lot of fancy cheese. Gruyere, reblochon, and then there's also pinchetta, potato, and, and onion. To me, this feels reminiscent of maybe like a quiche, like what you might eat in a quiche. But that she puts way too much cheese on it, which in her defense and what she says, she's like, is there such thing as too much cheese? I submit that there is not. No, I thought of you when she said that. And then it was funny. Who said that? I think she said it to Kevin. He's like, what? Yeah, he's like, no. Too much cheese? Not such what? Thing. You, what? what? Also, we come to find that Matt doesn't even like cheese. That's surprising. How do you even eat pizza? He doesn't eat pizza. He doesn't even like... Who, how do you not like, like... Matt, this diet is concerning, and Matt. I really am worried about you. <laughs> no, but he's like... He couldn't even look at the pizza. Like He, he yeah. like, dislikes cheese that so, much. I'd like to talk to him about I that. Know. Matt, give us a call. I'd like we, to unpack that with work, you. We need to unpack it. <laughs> the flavor is delicious. They say it's too much of a good thing. Janish... Full English breakfast, which includes beans, black pudding, sausage. Good. good. <laughs> beans, good. Jam, good. <laughs> Meat, good. Good. Except for Prudin, like when he no, said, like, what beans. was the last the one? The beans. beans. Yeah. She, she goes, is not you had me until baked beans. You had me until baked beans. But I feel like the beans, baked beans are like one of the hallmarks of the full English breakfast. Yeah, for sure. And also is going to have an egg in the middle, which I thought was very clever. Um, his crust is a little overdone, but it's lovely and thin. The flavors are underwhelming, they say, which is surprising considering there's so much stuff on there, but also not surprising because I don't know. When I think of like traditional English food, I'm not like really blown away by the strong punches of flavor. So to me, a traditional English breakfast, maybe the flavors would be a little underwhelming. All right. That's everybody. I feel like coming out of this, we have Sandro, Maxi, and Kevin at the top in my opinion. And definitely Dawn and Carol are at the bottom. Okay. Going into the technical, first of all, I'll have the priest of yeast comment. And then Paul says, you need to be fast and accurate. That, you know, strikes fear into my heart just hearing it. <laughs> they are making a dozen identical pan-o-raisins. Mm-hmm. 
which not pano chocolat. No, it's raisin bread. It's not Little even raisin is it a bread. It looks like a cinnamon roll. It looks like a cinnamon yeah. roll. And it's mm-hmm. basically what we're dealing with here is a leavened pastry dough. So it's a pastry dough that has to rise similar to a croissant. Even when they're like introducing it, they're sitting, you know, Paul and Proust are on that table. Prue's like, this is not a bread. And I agree, Prue, but you know. But the priest of yeast gets the final word. He does. They want it evenly filled with raisins and a smooth creme pat. It must be crispy, flaky, laminated dough and should be rolled into a perfect swirl, which keeps its shape with no tails. So my favorite technique that to watch, it is kind of like an ASMR for my eyeballs, is laminating. I could watch that all day. It's so satisfying. Butter just, and dough is what you meant. Oh, uh, it's just the best to watch. <laughs> I agree. And the butter oh, pounding. I love it. God, it's so good. They're doing the butter pounding and Yanish goes, I'm just getting rid of all... I'm just getting rid all the feelings I've got. All the feelings. He's so cute. I, God, I, I do him. love Yanish a lot. He's like the Jurgen of. He really is the Jurgen. It's like you got to have like a like a real friendly guy with a soft J name. God, <laughs> was he the one who was talking to Matt about the clubbing, or was that Sandro? That was him going, going to the club, and then. Yanish. Matt was like, I am familiar. I am familiar with the concept. I'm excited to make these actually. I love try but not I'm I am bummed because I love bread and I don't feel like this is a bread technical. This is a pastry, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the the reason that I say that is because it feels like to me, I'm not saying that you don't have to rise this, but the skills that are required to make this are not bread skills. They are pastry skills. Laminating is a pastry skill, not a bread skill. Creme pat, not a bread skill. Fight me on so this. So h- how do you, well, how do you, th- why do you think they did it then? Why do you think they did this? You don't know. You know, what's that saying? It's a fool who looks for logic in the human heart. Sure. Okay. Paul Hollywood is not not a mystery for us to, right. to know. <laughs> exactly. However, last week's technical, the dead fly cookies, I did not make. I made macarons instead. Great. Because I didn't really want to make an entire other recipe of something that no one was going to eat. So I instead decided to make macarons, which I had never made before. So my first batch of – if you have never made macarons, let me explain. Basically what you're doing is you're making a meringue, which is sugar and egg whites, and you're adding a little bit of – like really not that much at all – of sifted almond flour and powdered sugar. And that is what creates it into more of a dough. Then you mix that in a little bit, but not too much. And then you pipe that out onto your tray. And then you have to let it sit for like 30 to 60 minutes because you want it to create like a skin. You're basically waiting for it to dry out a little bit so that when it bakes, it won't spread. And then that's what creates the little feet, they call them, like the little ring around the bottom is because that's the feet is where sort of the extra dough goes as it rises, I guess. But there's no rising agent. Well, the eggs. So the first the first one that I made, I had to make the dough twice. The first dough I overmixed big time because I was going to try to decorate them to look like little lemon slices because that was the challenge. And I thought that was going to be so easy, like yellow, just do a couple of like lemon things on there. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I forgot to add the yellow until after it had already mixed it. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to like kind of sneak it in there. But the extra stirs that it took to add the yellow was too oh. much stirs. Oh, darn. So then it was like completely, the dough completely deflated and I piped it out and it was just like running everywhere. It's I was like, okay tricky little That's suckers. not going to work. Yeah. So then I had to make some more and I um did not <laughs> did not turn it yellow. And I think the second time I actually undermixed it just a little bit because you could still see like the swirls of the piping bag after it cooked, after it baked, which it should have sort of settled a little bit more. And I think because of that, I didn't have the feet. So I think if I had done it a third time, which I was not going to do, I think macarons feel like something that are very, very finicky. But that once you get the hang of it, it's pretty straightforward. Like you're looking for a very Mm -hmm. specific texture. So I would make them again. They were very, very, very sweet because 
pretty much all of the texture or excuse me, all of the structure comes from sugar. Mm-hmm. All the, the, you know, there's like one cup of almond flour in there and the rest is all just egg and sugar. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I had a good time with it. I could see how like when it goes wrong, it goes very wrong very quickly for macarons. Like they are very, very, very touchy. And then I made a buttercream from the New York. I use the New York Times cooking recipe. If anyone wants to try it at home, they were very, very sweet. And then the buttercream that they have you make just tastes like butter. Oh, which really? Was not I, like really what I was going for. I don't normally hate a butter taste, but this was like, oh, I might as well just like spread some butter in between these. Right. Yeah. I didn't love it. Butter's great, but not as like a not as a filling. Not as a filling. Right. right. That's a little much. It was a lot. Okay. So I had a good time making macarons. Uh, this is why I love this, that I do this, because like if I was- Kind of forces thought, oh, you like into- to, Yeah. And yeah. you know, macarons are something I've always kind of wanted to make, but never really gotten around to. And now I have. So there you go. I am planning though, I'm making the pano raisins. Some people have problems with the butter leakage. That's the main thing here. Like I was saying, in my opinion, the skill required for this is a pastry skill, not a bread skill, but whatever. In last is Carol. Hers lost too much butter. They aren't round and there's too much icing. Carol loves a topping and they don't, they don't want her to love a topping as much. Second from last is Kevin. His butter also fell out. The flavor is okay. I thought okay. he was going to be last. Yeah. I thought Carol's looked better than his. I agree. But you know. And him going into it, he's like, I'm just winging it. I have I, no idea what I'm doing. Kevin's and then they instant. look old. He's like, I'm not going to prove these. I was like. Kevin's like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to like melt it and bring it. I'm like, Kevin, you just heard them say it's flaky. Don't melt the butter. Come on, man. This is butter 101. <laughs> I would like to sign up for that course. Yeah. I will teach it to you. It's very straightforward. Rule number one, if you need stuff to be flaky, don't melt it. Rule number two, if you need stuff to be like really like an enriched dough, melt the butter. Done. Great. You've we're now done. completed butter 101. Thank you. Maxi's in sec- is, comes in second. So we're just going to skip over the middle of the pack. Maxi comes in second. Good lamination, good flavor. And in first is Yanush, who has a great flake. Good job, Yanush. All right. Love Yanush. I love him. We're on to the showstopper, which is a smorgastarta, which is Swedish for a sandwich cake. I love I'm Swedish. i by this. I... <laughs> Again, you speak not Swedish. Bread. You speak Swedish. Yeah, everyone in Africa speaks <laughs> Swedish. <laughs> oh no, this is all in Swedish. Okay, I my first impression of this is like a sandwich cake. Mm, not sure if this sounds delicious to me, but I'm gonna go with it. It's a savory cake, which is weird. And I also feel like my brain can't get that concept. Like yes, cake. But it's, you know, it's, and it's decorated like, and it's got tears, but like right. you open it up and it's basically like a giant club sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> um, I meant to ask this at the beginning and I'm going to ask it now. If you were to make any type of pizza, what would you make? Like if what's I your dream pizza? Any, I just love something simple. Okay, here, let's start. Let's start with the base, like regular crust. Thin crust. Thin crust, thick crust. Do you like a thin? Okay. Just like a good red sauce and just blobs of mozzarella. I love a blob mm. of cheese. Yeah. Like a so you're like a, then, you like a margarita basically. Yes. Get some basil leaves on there. Good. Fantastic. Call it a day. Really like white pizzas. I love basil or like pesto. I like red sauce but only if it's like a margarita red sauce where it's almost just like yeah. was a tomato mere moments ago. Mere moments. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like a stinky cheese. Like I like, I would, my dream pizza probably is like an olive oil with sort of a brie, fig, balsamic, pancetta situation. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe with some arugula on there. Yeah. I love salad on top of my pizza. Like I love it when your pizza comes and there's just like so much lettuce on it. Okay. I love that. I get a little confused by that sometimes, but I'll do it. I yeah. don't know why I love it because mm-hmm. it's not that I really like Well, it's kind of like salad. a surprise when it's, you like take- I just think the texture is so delicious. Yeah. 
There's a pizza place by my house that has, um, or it's like an Italian restaurant, and they have a basically it's a margarita pizza with jalapenos on it that comes with a Caesar salad on top, effectively, and it's so good. And which then brings me to the question I was about to ask, which is if you were to make a smorgish torta, do you do you have an instinct of what you would put in it? A big old sandwich. Right. What cake. would you want in your big old sandwich cake? I might just do like a BLT. I'd go for a Reuben, big old Reuben. Oh yeah. yeah. I like that. I think I would do like, yeah, maybe a American sandwich platter theme where you'd have like BLT, egg salad, and then like turkey. Anyway. <laughs> turkey. I was just kind of like, I don't know. The, can I, I just have a big bowl at the top to dip stuff in? I mean, yeah, that's you really- some, some au jus on the side. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I just don't really understand this challenge because- Again, like, yes, technically they do make some bread, but it feels like when they're judging it, the bread is sort of an afterthought. Like, is this bread week or not? Okay, so basically what a smorgasbord is, is an incredible savory celebration cake made of layers of sliced bread with delicious fillings and topped with savory decorations. They have four and a half hours. Carol is making a mackerel and salmon mousse, okay, with pickled cucumber and egg, which also begs the question to me, is a pickled cucumber distinct from a pickle? I'm always wondering that. Mm, mm-hmm. It's a pickle cucumber, <laughs> not just a pickle. And she's going to have white seeded bread. It looks great. It actually looks really good. It's cute. It's kind of retro, but it's cute. The bread is a little dry. The flavors are decent. She does fair. I feel like she's kind of saved herself. Dawn is making Greek chicken souvlaki with olives and feta and a nutty whole wheat bread. It looks simple, but lovely, says Prue. But the bread slices are too thick. Her flavors aren't complex enough for Paul. She does not do well. Again, her flavors just don't stand out. I'm coming to think that Dawn is not here for a strong flavor, and the judges really want her to be. Janish is fish and chips with curry sauce. This is genius. It comes out so cute. He has these little like fried potato slices in the shape of fish on the top. It's so cute. Prue thinks it sounds disgusting, which is always what you want the judge to say as you walk up to the bench. But Paul says it's ingenious, and Paul and Prue says she eats her words. It's delicious. He does amazing. I love this. It's so quirky. It's so yeah. yuckish. And it's like it looks- city. He makes it in like a little cone of newspaper. Yes. The way that you would really so get great. it. Mm-hmm. So cute. Shabira is making a nasi lemak cake, which is a Malaysian go-to meal with coconut ginger mousse, a spicy chicken, and cucumber. Halfway through, her mousse is not working, so she just like grabs some cream cheese and just sort of like improvises, which I love about her. I do too. She just really, she really kind of comes in with like She's a confidence every time mm-hmm. and resourceful. Yeah. Like the first one where they were doing the pizza and she had to change the dough. She's right. like, okay, we're doing this. Like you never see her freaking out and totally bombing. I agree. And- it looks unbelievable. Like Shabira is a chef. I mean, she's a strong mm-hmm. baker, but she's also, you can tell she's just such a strong cook. The flavors are amazing. The bread is great. She does incredible. When Shabira is on, she's really on. Sandro is, again, just raising his cholesterol, which is a joke because I don't actually think your diet has as much to do with your cholesterol as you think it does. But <laughs> it's going to have maple bacon, cream cheese filled with brisket and sloppy joe, three types of meat. Again, yeah. his is leaning a bit because there's so much meat in there, but the great it's great bread. But then they say you can't identify any of the food because the barbecue sauce is too strong. Mm-hmm. So he does decent. But again, is this a barbecue sauce challenge or a bread challenge? <laughs> How was the bread, guys? How was, How was the, the bread? bread? James is, is James is so cute. It's panda inspired. And he's like, my first tattoo is a panda because oh. it was the year the pandas got taken off the endangered list. I just wanted to celebrate that. Oh, my God. He's <laughs> I just wanted to celebrate the pandas. And it's going to be made out of two-toned milk bread where he's dyeing some of the bread black with squid ink and then like marbling it. And it actually turns out looking so cute. It's going to have plum sauce, chopped suey pork. His little bread pandas are great. This cake's a little uneven, but they kind of look past that. The flavor is good. They like it. Maxie is making a seafood theme with crayfish and prawn, eggs, watercress, and sunflower and pumpkin seed bread. 
Maxie, we learn, was born in Sweden. So she like and like grew up eating this. This was her favorite one growing up. So mm-hmm. she's got a little bit of a, a leg up. It's a mess, in my opinion. The way she had kind of rushed at the end to finish it and just sort of dumped all her toppings on. Mm-hmm. Colorful, says Prue, which is generous. <laughs> but the fillings are great. The seeded bread is a little heavy, but the white bread is great. They give her credit for making two types of bread. She does well. Kevin's is fishing themed with, with baked salmon and haddock and like a little man made out of cucumber slices on top holding a little fishing rod, which is cute. It looks cute and silly. The flavors are good. The bread is overbaked. Again, feels like the bread was an afterthought in this challenge, but whatever. We're not going to criticize. I am going to criticize. I've been criticizing Even more. this episode. <laughs> I'm done criticizing. <laughs> we have reached the conclusion of my criticism. So I think going the judging, I th- I'm seeing Shabira and Sandro at the top mm-hmm. and Carol and Dawn at the bottom. Prue says Carol saved herself when they're kind of talking about it and that Kevin is also at the bottom. I wouldn't necessarily have called out Kevin being at the bottom, but you know, because he, he to me, he just sort of felt middle of the pack, but I guess he did come in second from last in the technical. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the end, the star baker is Yanish, which I really did not see coming. I kind of saw that coming. I feel like Yanish usually... is your fave. Uh, yeah, that's true. I just always want him to win. I just feel like they kind of have skipped over Shabira. But and Sandro. Has Sandro been Star Baker yet? Mm, no. No. I mean it's only week three, and so we've we've only had Yanish and Maxi and then Yanao Yanush again. And nobody goes home because Rebs and Abdul aren't there, which makes sense because let's be honest, I think Rebs would have not yeah. done well. So I was thinking this episode, I was like, they can't send any I've never seen this before. They can't send someone home if they don't have other two bakers to kind of like judge off of. So kind of I kind of felt like that was fair. I would have been pissed if I would have went home. And, and in the past would- that's happened like one or two other times where someone hasn't made it. And they haven't sent someone home. So I kind of thought that at the beginning, but then everyone was so intense. It's like, okay, maybe they are going to send someone home. What this means now, though, is that in the future, they'll have a week where they send more than one person home. Yeah. Yeah. They'll make up for it. Yeah. Which I think Kevin's on the chopping and Rebs. And Carol. And Don. Yeah. And Don. Like those guys, Carol has consistently not done well the last two weeks. She only did well the first week, really. This week, Don started to slide. She's living up to my prediction of her, which is that she's going to make it to kind of the middle of the season (laughs) and peter out. Yeah. I'm still feeling strong about my early season, my like early winter predictions of maybe being Shabira or Sandro. I still stick to Janusz. I know. I think Sandro and Maxie's really coming up in the rankings for me. Maxie is. She's like a, Mm -hmm. she's a sleeper. She's, yeah, she's kind of like very consistent, like the uh, retroning CrossFit analogy Mm -hmm. where you're kind of like, oh, she's just really. She's still just in there, right in the front of the pack. Consistently good. Level headed. I think if Shabira goes out, it will be because she tried to do too much. Yes. Always the fatal flaw of something that is too much, making it too complicated. Yep. But in a way that's like, she's so awesome in her own right, but just in that competition, it didn't work for her. Right. She didn't stick to the brief. All right. Great. Well, that's it for this week. We hope you guys are enjoying this podcast because we really enjoy it. Don't forget, you can listen to our other podcast. This is Joy and Claire. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. You can go to our website, joyandclaire.com. Please, if you're baking, send us pictures of it. We love it. We love to see it. And tell your friends about this podcast because we love doing this podcast so much and we want more people to listen. And the easiest way to do that is really just to like tag us on your Instagram stories and then we can share them and you can share them and your friends can see them and it's great. And then things go viral. And then before you know it, we're going to be on stage with Before you know it, Noel is going to be on the podcast. So if you want Noel on the podcast, share us on your Instagram stories. Share, share, share. All right, guys, we will talk to you next Saturday for week four of the Great British Baking Show. Until then. On your marks. It's it. <laughs> We're never going to get it together. <laughs> when you need 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.